Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode may contain content not suitable for some audiences, including crimes against children, mentions of suicide, descriptions of a graphic nature, and adult language at times. Listener discretion is advised. Back in 1987, two young women were murdered and sexually abused in separate attacks in Kent, England. The authorities were able to collect evidence from both crime scenes, but as DNA analysis was still in its infancy, the killer remained unidentified for decades, likely thinking that they had got away with it. However, In 2020, there was a breakthrough. Finally, after 33 years, the police had a name. A prime suspect. But nobody could have imagined the extent of horrors the investigators were about to uncover when they raided 66-year-old David Fuller's home. You are listening to True Crime Britain. Join me, Rhiannon, each Wednesday as I tell the solved and unsolved stories of some of the most disturbing, mysterious and heartbreaking crimes committed throughout the United Kingdom. Welcome to this week's episode. On June the 22nd, 1987, Ian Plass, the boyfriend of 25-year-old Wendy Nell, dropped her off outside her flat in Guildford Road, Tunbridge Wells. Wendy, who was described as a, quote, 
thoughtful person who would do anything for anyone, lived by herself in a ground floor apartment. But that Monday, as Wendy stepped inside her home, she was not alone. The next day, Wendy failed to show up to work as a manager at Supersnaps. Worried and unable to contact her daughter, Wendy's mother Pamela called Ian, who then drove to his girlfriend's flat to see if everything was all right. Ian didn't have a key, so he banged on the door and called Wendy's name, but there was no answer. After some time, Ian decided to go round the back of the house and climb through an unsecured window. He later said, quote, Once inside, I just stood there. I could see Wendy's head sticking out of the duvet. I stroked her hair and pulled the duvet back past her shoulders. I lifted her arm and opened her eyelids, but she didn't move. I couldn't believe she was gone. Terrified, Ian ran to a nearby fire station for help before sitting down and letting the tears flow. This was the woman that Ian had planned to marry. And now, Wendy was gone and their future together was over in a blink of an eye. The authorities concluded that Wendy had been beaten to the head with a blunt instrument and strangled. She had also been sexually assaulted, either during the attack or after her death. It's not known for sure if someone was watching Wendy that day and entered her flat as she returned home, or if they were already waiting for her in the darkness inside her home. In any case, Wendy was taken by surprise. There were no signs of a struggle in her home. There was, however, crucial evidence left behind by the killer. A bloodstain with a distinctive footmark, and semen was found on Wendy's body and her duvet. In 1987, DNA testing was still a very new method used to solve criminal cases. The first murderer ever to be arrested based on DNA evidence was a man named Colin Pitchfork, who was actually captured a few months after Wendy's death. And in Colin's case, the investigators were lucky enough to hear that there was a person who had paid someone to pose as them and provide false samples. Without a suspect, large-scale testing, or an existing database, DNA was basically useless especially due to the limited technology at the time. The evidence found inside Wendy's apartment didn't bring immediate answers as to who had killed her, but that didn't mean that it wouldn't happen in the future. While the police were still investigating Wendy's murder, 
another young woman was brutally attacked. 20-year-old Caroline Pierce lived in a basement flat in Grosvenor Park, Tunbridge Wells. Caroline was described as a lively person who was just finding her place in the world. She worked as a manager at an American restaurant, Buster Brown's, in Camden Road. On the 24th of November, 1987, Caroline returned home by taxi after seeing some friends. But before she even entered her door, something happened. Caroline's neighbours and members of the public at the Woodbury Cemetery behind Caroline's flat later said that they had heard screams and a woman repeatedly saying no, but nobody saw what caused the cries. Nevertheless, Caroline didn't get into her home that evening and didn't show up for work the next day. For days, nobody heard from Caroline and had no idea where she'd gone. It wasn't until three weeks later that the young woman's fate was discovered. On the 15th of December, Caroline's nearly naked body was found by a farmer more than 40 miles away from her home in a water-filled duke at St Mary's in the Marsh on the Romney Marshes. Caroline had been struck to the head and strangled, just like Wendy. There were also signs of sexual abuse, and the killer's semen was found inside Caroline's tights, which were the only piece of clothing she was still wearing. Otherwise, Caroline's remains were in such a degraded condition that not all pathological tests could be performed. Disturbingly, in the weeks before her death, Caroline had complained of feeling insecure in her flat and had got the window lock repaired. Apparently, Caroline had told her former boyfriend that she had seen a prowler or a peeping tom around her flat. Caroline's neighbours and others at nearby addresses had reported similar activity. One neighbour, Anthony Len, had seen a man looking into the window of a flat opposite his three times a week for the past five weeks. Another resident, Victoria Fisher, said that she had saw someone outside on her flat roof at around 12.30am on the same night Wendy Nell was killed. So right from the start, it was evident that the two gruesome attacks were likely linked. It was also clear that whoever the killer was had been spying on the young women in the area, searching for potential victims and learning their routines. These murders were not a spur-of-the-moment kind of thing. They were carefully planned and executed. After the second attack, now known together as the Bedsit Murders, the residents of Tunbridge Wells were on high alert 
and the police patrolled the area regularly. When the killings then stopped, it was believed that the killer was restrained from attacking any more women. Either that, or he had moved to new territory. Whichever the case, no more young women were murdered in a similar fashion in Tunbridge Wells. The investigation into Wendy Nell and Caroline Pierce's deaths continued. Before long, more than three decades had passed without any progress. But the truth is, time is all that was needed to solve the case. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. In 2008... Kent Police formed a cold case team and in 2019 that team began to review forensic evidence especially DNA samples. As mentioned before the police had a full DNA profile of the killer but they didn't have anything to compare it to. First the investigators were able to use new technology to recover new samples from Caroline's case, and they were matched to those found at the crime scene of Wendy Nell. This was the first ever formal scientific link between the two murders. Next, the police used the new improved technology to carry out a familial search which means the system looks for suspects' close relatives. The bedsit killer wasn't in the DNA database himself, but if some of his relatives were, it would largely narrow down the number of potential persons of interest. And this time, the police were getting results. Initially, the National Crime Agency 
provided a list of a thousand names. Each of these persons had some similar elements to the DNA found at the crime scenes. The investigators then mathematically reduced the number to 90 and visited each individual asking for voluntary fresh samples and family details. For this task, Kent Constabulary had support from over 20 other police forces. In the end, there was only one person whose DNA had significant similarities to the killer's DNA. Furthermore, this person told the police that they had a relative whose age and overall profile matched a potential suspect in the case. That relative was 66-year-old David Fuller. David Fuller was a married man, a father of four who lived in a quiet cul-de-sac in Heathfield, East Sussex. David was described as a calm family man with keen interests in birdwatching, cycling and photography. For most of his adult life, David had been working in hospitals, starting in November 1988 as a maintenance man at the Kent and Sussex Hospital and ending in Pembury Hospital as an estates supervisor. Overall, David Fuller was a very unassuming man, a perfectly ordinary man, as those who knew him said. But there were some skeletons in David's closet. Back in 1973 and 1977, he was convicted for a series of creeper home burglaries involving break-ins through windows, but he was never sentenced to any jail time. Nobody could have known that David's crimes would evolve into something much darker. On the 20th of December 2020, David was arrested based on the genetic evidence found at the crime scenes 33 years earlier. While David denied having any involvement in the deaths of Wendy Nell and Caroline Pierce, a DNA sample taken from him in custody confirmed he was the one responsible for their deaths. After three long decades, the families of two young women were finally getting long-awaited closure and justice for their loved ones. But for many other families, a nightmare was just beginning. When the police raided the home of David Fuller, they found four clearly hidden hard drives behind a small cupboard. On those hard drives, officers uncovered disturbing material. David's job at the hospital gave him access to areas that are usually out of bounds, including the mortuary. In the pictures and videos found on the hard drives, 
David can be seen sexually abusing the dead bodies. He carried out these unimaginable acts out of sight from CCTV surveillance, but he made sure to film everything himself. But not only that, at home, David then carefully catalogued all the pictures, including the victims' names and ages. One hard drive alone contained 800,000 images and 504 videos. Altogether, the contents of the hard drives equated to 23 terabytes of digital material and it took months for the officers to go through it all. The actions carried out on his victims, aged between 9 and 100, are despicable. One of the victims, 24-year-old Aza Kamel, who died after a fall, David sexually assaulted several times. Overall, he violated the bodies of at least 102 women and girls, 80 of which have been identified. Nothing similar has ever been seen in British legal history. Due to the enormous amount of evidence against him, David eventually admitted to the murders and other sickening activities in hospitals. However, he insisted his motives were not sexual, but refused to give any further explanation for what he had done. David never showed any signs of remorse and only showed pity for himself for getting caught after decades of being undetected. On the 15th of December, 2021, David Fuller was sentenced to two life sentences for both Wendy and Caroline's murders. He also received an additional 12 years for mortuary offences. But even knowing that David will never walk free and will die in prison doesn't bring much comfort to this case. As Justice Chima Grubb noted, quote, There are some crimes which are so wicked that even if the prisoner is detained until he dies, it will not exhaust the requirements of retribution and deterrence. Speaking to the Daily Mail Nevris Kamel, the mother of Azra Kamel, talked about the rage she felt when she heard that David Fuller had violated her deceased daughter's body. She said, quote, He's not going to get away with this. I'd just been told he had raped her in hospital when she was dead. It was incomprehensible. I felt I had to take matters into my own hands, find him, punish him. I'm her mother. If I had found him, I'm 99.99% sure that I'd have put that knife straight through his heart. 
because he'd put a knife through mine. Describing her daughter as beautiful, bright and feisty, she said, Our legal system has to acknowledge that the dead have rights too, and the sentencing tariff has to be such as to let society know the law will respect the dead. It's their duty to do so. Thank you for listening to this week's episode, and thank you for your kind messages of support, feedback, positive reviews, and of course, your patience. I really do appreciate it and I love reading what you have to say. For transcripts, photos, credits, and resources relating to today's episode, please visit www.truecrimebritain.com. If you'd like to access things like ad-free, early release, and bonus episodes, I'd love you to consider supporting the show by joining me on Patreon, where you could get access to all that and even more rewards from just £1 a month. You can join now by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash truecrimebritain or see the episode description. Don't forget, you can also like, follow and or subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a future episode. There are some big cases coming up and I wouldn't want you to miss out. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok and YouTube for regular case updates. Just search for True Crime Britain. If you're already supporting me on Patreon, you can find next week's episode already there waiting for you. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and please Stay safe. If you are affected by any of the content featured in today's episode, please see the show notes or visit www.truecrimebritain.com where you can find links to further support.